Section 5. Life on the Estate From the original optimistic ideals of Homes for Heroes, attitudes towards council housing have changed and estates have become increasingly stigmatised. Successive governments from the 1980s onwards have rolled back investment in housing and wider social services and encouraged privatisation, including the sale of council homes through the right-to-buy policy. Noel West, like many other council-built estates, has experienced the infrastructural decline and neighbourhood neglect that is the legacy of these state policies. The low-density building of the neighbourhood and changes in living patterns have made it difficult to sustain vibrant local shops and services. Plus, the vital garden city principle of economic self-sufficiency was overlooked in the building of Noel West and the lack of local employment opportunities remains a critical issue today. Yet, Noel West's garden city design and geographical layout continue to shape the neighbourhood in positive ways too, creating a degree of escape from the rest of the city, a do-it-yourself spirit, and space to try new things. Expressions of this spirit can be seen through the creative adaptions to people's homes, both inside and out, as well as in the music, art, craft and talent that continues to emerge from the area. Furthermore, strong family networks, committed community-led facilities, such as churches, local charities and social clubs, as well as local activists, show consistent resourcefulness, energy and resilience in filling the gap left by reduced state support. Throughout the research phase of 100 years of Norwest style, when asked what is iconic in Norwest, many pointed to the community itself. It's the people that make Norwest special. It was quite tough living in Norwest at the time, but it never deserved the reputation it always had to outsiders. I'm always proud to tell people that I come from Norwest. The best thing about Norwest was the people. Jane Cogan, born 1972. Home Adaptions. Walking around Noel West, the distinctive creative adaptions that people have made to their homes are plain to see. From new extensions to vibrant paint jobs, the original uniformity of council-built homes has been replaced by a mixed picture within each streetscape, as diverse as the residents that live within them. Some of these discoveries are expressed in the artwork by George Lovesmith at the start of the exhibition. Image 17. Selected images from visual research of George Lovesmith, documenting adapted homes in Noel West. Four colour photos on one page, each one of a different semi-detached house with gable ends. The top left-hand corner house is bright blue. The one next to it has a white top half and cream bottom half and a small extension. The bottom left is yellow and the one next to it has a bright pink top half and porch with a brick bottom half. All have some small extensions and different gates. The large size of local gardens has provided particularly fertile ground for Noel Wester's creative expression too. And there are a wealth of hidden gems in back gardens. From personal fruit orchards to art galleries and tinkering spaces in multiple garden sheds and informal seed-swapping networks amongst local neighbours. Image 18. Charlie Meredith's Back Garden Workshop and Creations. 
After illness left Charlie unable to work, he took up woodwork, painting and other arts. His large garden allowed for the building of seven garden sheds in which he does his daily making. His home and garden are full of his wonderful creations. Photographs by Celia Turley One colour photo of a man with silver hair and beard wearing black clothes and black glasses on the left-hand side of the image shot in profile down to his knees. He has his hands out holding a piece of wood in a lathe which is on a woodwork bench in front of him. On the right hand of the image, above the lathe is a wall full of tools, mainly chisels with wooden handles, also spanners and other tools. Above a frosted window, next to the toolboard, are saws hanging from the ceiling. A colour photo close-up of a man's hand holding a wooden box with wooden dice inside. Objects displayed. Wood turning and set of five Christmas cards created by Charlie Meredith. Cards available for sale can be ordered from reception. On the shelf are three objects two candlesticks and one small bowl. They are all made of wood. The smaller candlestick and bowl are made of silver birch and have beautiful circle markings of silvery colours. The taller candlestick has a golden yellow beeswax candle inside. The other has a tea light inside. There is a pack of hand-painted Christmas cards on the shelf in a plastic cover. Each card shows a different festive scene and has a bright coloured envelope. Another way that the physical fabric of the estate has shaped the lives that have been lived here is in the alternative uses of the parlour-type homes, originally designed with the intention that residents could have a room for best, where entertaining could be kept separate from the messier requirements of everyday life. Many people in Norwest chose to run informal businesses from their front room instead. Stories range from tales of dentist operations to cigarette machines installed next to the sofa for the neighbourhood's nicotine needs. Here, we share artefacts from the family archive of Bob Coles, whose mother, Gwen Coles, ran a seamstress business from her house in Creswick Road. Mum had a dressmaking business that she ran from our front room at Creswick Road. The front room was her workshop and she did private workmaking suits and wedding dresses. There were always ladies coming to the house for fittings. Dad was a plasterer. Both of them had full-time jobs and moonlighted to make a bit extra. My mother died in 2007 at the age of 93 and continued making almost to the end. Rob calls. Objects displayed. Gwen Cole's dressmaking scrapbook, scissors and christening dress. Dress dummy displaying handmade 1960s wedding dress made by Gwen Coles. Patterns used by Gwen Coles. In a cabinet, an old scrapbook is open on a double spread, showing black and white photo of a wedding from the 1960s, a swatch of fabric and handwritten letter. All stuck with sellotape that has faded to be yellow. Next to the scrapbook are some scissors and a folded up christening dress. On a dressmaker's dummy is a 1960s handmade white wedding dress. On a higher shelf are some old-fashioned dress pattern packs with colour drawings of women in 1950s style dresses. 
Behind the shelf is an enlarged image from the front of one pattern showing a drawing of two women in 1950s style dresses. The woman in front has short brown hair, large turquoise earrings and pearls. The dress is a rose gold colour with lace-like pattern all over. Very tight in the waist and large skirt down to just below the knee. The woman in the background looks down, has one hand on her hip and the other to her chin. She wears short white gloves and a burnt orange dress of a similar style to the other with a white border pattern towards the bottom. Image 19. Pages scanned from Gwen Cole's scrapbook. A montage of scanned pages from the scrapbook showing photos of weddings, some black and white, some colour, small swatches of fabric with zigzag edges, cut with pinking shears and handwritten letters, all stuck with faded sellotape on grey paper. The creativity of Noel Westers is also expressed through public seasonal displays and street celebrations. The area is known for flags that cover entire houses and streets during big football matches and the estate has some of the best Christmas light decorations you'll see anywhere in Bristol, with houses and front gardens totally covered in lights. Image 20. Flags on Torrington Avenue. A colour photo of a street, red brick houses down the sides and cars parked on both sides of the street. Blue sky. Hung above the road stretching from one side of the street to the other is flag bunting. Each flag is very large and blowing in the wind. There is a smaller flag bunting in each individual garden, going from the top windows to garden fences. Image 21. A colour photo of a house covered in Christmas lights, including candles, stars, Father Christmas, etc. All different colours. The garden has lit up Christmas sculptures and fake snow and strings of lights are coming out from the house to the front fence. Image 22. Street party on Wallingford Road. A black and white photo of a street party. A long table on a diagonal across the image with a white tablecloth. There are plates piled high with cakes glass milk bottles and large vases of flowers down the centre of the table. Children sit at the table all looking at the camera. They have paper party hats on. Around the table are lots of adults, mainly women with patterned pennies, some holding up smaller children. On the left-hand side of the image, some of the women hold up plates of food. There is a privet hedge along the top of the image on the opposite side of the road and one old-fashioned black car in the background. Image 23. 50 Years of Noel West Golden Jubilee Festival 1984. Three black and white photos. Top image on the left is landscape in format and of children sitting and standing on an open-backed lorry. The front of the lorry is not visible as it disappears out of the left-hand side of the photo. Six children are sitting, legs dangling off the side of the lorry. One boy is seen from behind, riding alongside the lorry on a bike. Some have cloth hats or headdresses. The standing figures are in paper costumes. 
One boy seems to be wearing a Tin Man costume from The Wizard of Oz and another has a paper lion mask. There is a woman on the lorry at the front looking the opposite direction to the other children dressed in white. Image below on the left-hand side is black and white and shows five to six girls walking down a street dressed in St Trinian-style school outfits. White t-shirt or shirts, short black skirts and the girl in the front has pulled up white socks and black suspenders. They hold hockey sticks up with balloons tied to them. They have freckles drawn on their faces. There are parked cars in the background and a few adults watching. The girl at the front seems to be shouting something. Two of the others are smiling and the girl at the back looks serious. Two girls are white and two are black. The other faces cannot be seen. The third image is portrait in format and larger than the other two. It shows about 12 women stood in two rows, one behind the other. They hold up a banner saying, No West, 50 gold years, proud of it. Most of them are over 50 years old. Many have short curly hair and glasses. They all wear fancy dress hats, including cowboy hat, bonnet, paper chef style, etc. The lady on the far right has a dress made entirely out of patterned ties. And the lady on the left wears spotty shorts and has a plain white mask with dark eyebrows painted on. Most women are smiling. Behind them can be seen the tops of houses and blank sky above. Street celebrations have taken the form of parties, festivals, light parades and the infamous Nullwest carnivals that began in the 1980s and continued into the early 2000s. A new project called Philwood Fantastic is looking to revive them. Visit the Philwood Community Centre website for more information. I think the carnival we used to have was iconic. I remember getting excited because I was allowed to stay up and watch the carnival go past my house, and I feel the carnival brought the whole community together. Rihanna Dyer, born 1992. In 1987, I was invited to work with three youth groups to produce costumes and lanterns, Eagle House Youth Club designs were influenced by my time working in Port of Spain on the 1980 Trinidad Carnival, where Peter Minshaw had used vacuum molding machines to make giant animal school masks. Rio Carnival inspired the fluorescent crinolines in turbans made and worn by young women and workers at the Innscourt Youth Club, and the gnome masks and costumes were made with a church youth group. Alan May Images 24 Lightbox Photos Selection of Norwest Carnival Photos by Alan May, 1987 A selection of about 30 images in frames to be viewed on a light box showing people in the streets wearing different costumes and holding different lanterns. Some were in Silver Devil style full head masks, some were in bright yellow dresses with tall yellow headdresses and others with full head gnome masks or dressed as insects with wings. Some photos are more abstract just trails of light or fuzzy star-shaped lanterns. End of section 5